Hello, y'all. This is another episode of Splittercast. I'm CJ. And I'm Chucky, and she sprung this on me at the last minute. Well, more like the last second, but he was like, we need to do one. And I'm like, okay, what are we doing it on? And he was like, Crypticon. And I'm like, cool. Click. So, if you guys don't know what Crypticon is, it is what, Chucky? It's a horror convention, just like Comic-Con. Yeah, so you get to go. You could dress up as horror movie icons or whoever you want to dress up as. And you get to meet some cool actors and actresses and some that's not so cool. Which I have met a lot that are not cool. Yeah. Oh, you want to move to the table, you say? Better audio distribution. I guess so. But yeah, so Crypticon is this amazing thing. Chucky got me into it, like, when we first started dating. 2015. And it was amazing. I got to meet my favorite person in the world. My very first one. And I got really, really excited. And if you guys don't know, I'm really big into Stephen King movies. Huge. And I got to meet the mom from Pet Cemetery. It was amazing. She was so nice. She was talking to me about how she wanted all, like, after the movie's over, you kind of don't know what really happened to the little girl. And so she was saying that she really wanted an extra movie to actually show what happened after the wife came back and killed her husband. Very so, I'm, I was really excited to meet her. She was so sweet. We got pictures, autographs. And then the second person I really liked that I got to meet was the, the vampire from John Carpenter's Vampire. The chick that's turning into the vampire the whole movie. And that's how they find the, like, vampire lord. Yeah, the, the, the head vampire. Yeah. I got to meet her. And if you guys don't know, she was also Peyton's mom in One Tree Hill that died of cancer. Yeah, so, I mean, she was so sweet. She gave me a hug. She was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you remembered me as Peyton Mom. Like, that was like the most touching role I've ever done and blah, 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 you know. It was down-to-earth people. What are a few of the people that you like, Chucky? I've been going since 2010. I've been to every Crypticon except one since it's been in Washington State, and for most people that know, don't know, Washington State is actually known as one of the horror meccas. It's Woo-hoo. Washington, Texas, and I believe, like, uh, California are, like, the three big ones. Yes. And it's because we have the most serial killers. And we used to have the zombie walk. Oh, yeah. We, I don't they, think we do that anymore. No, they, they stopped that because the zombie craze kind of died down. I will say that... My absolute favorite that I ever met was Bill Mosley. Oh, he was pretty cool. Uh, Bill Mosley was really cool. He played um, Chop Top in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He was actually Evil Ash and Evil Dead, Army of Darkness. But most people will know him for uh, Otis in the Rob Zombie trilogy, which is something we haven't really talked about on the podcast 
And on a side note, if you're looking for some of the podcast episodes that are gone, it is because I have stopped using Podbean, and Podbean does it where you can't keep any of those episodes that you recorded, so we lost half the library. So, we might redo some of those episodes so we can recoup and possibly do them in a better way. But, um... Another person that was really cool to meet was Jeffrey Combs from Reanimator. Oh, yeah. And I got to meet him the second time that you met him. And he remembered me from, like, years prior. He was there at the first one, and then he was there just last year, right? Yeah. So you, he remembered you from um, 2010 to 2018? Yes. Well, no, 19. 19, because it's 20 now. Jeebus. I'm getting old. And the first time I saw him in a movie was in The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. Which is great. But one thing that I will touch on is with all the good, there's always bad. So there are people that I have met that I didn't think they were going to be amazing, but they were. And one of those are, and CJ's always been jealous of this, because it was a year before, it was the year we started dating, but she didn't go, because I went to Crypticon that year, um, was I met Zach Galligan, which is Billy from Gremlins, because he's from Seattle. He came to the convention, they didn't pay him to come to the convention, he just wanted to go and talk to Gremlins fans, and he's wearing Seattle Seahawks sweatshirt. Mm. And then we met... Um, Dan from oh, yeah. from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5 and nobody knew like that he like he didn't think anybody would remember him and me and CJ were made his day made it we were so ecstatic to meet him cuz he was in my two favorite Nightmare on Elm Streets which are Part 4 and Part 5 and which is not what most people say when they talk about Nightmare on Elm Street but I think Alice is a cooler person which brings me into Alice was at Crypticon one year, and she Lisa Wilcox is a godsend, is amazing. But some of my worst experiences that I'm going to talk about, and these some of these are before I met CJ. One of them's not. Um, Heather Langenkamp, who played Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street, is the biggest bitch I've ever met in my life. She's not nice. She's very entitled, and she got really, like, snooty with me that I didn't want her autograph because she was at a table with Lisa Wilcox. And I'm like, no, uh, Alice is my favorite character. She's like, well, you should just like Nancy just because she was the first. She was a butthead. And then the, um, the black guy from Ghostbusters, Ernie Hudson... But he was also in a different movie. He was in The Crow and all this. And he wanted like $125. Oh, that was before me. It was way before you. I thought you were talking about the other guy. No. Ernie Hudson was in Ghostbusters and The Crow and I think uh, Airheads. And he wanted all this money and thought he was a big star. And he got mad when I asked him, well... You haven't been in anything in a long time, so I really don't think that that is the value. So he got a little upset with me on that one. 
um, recent in recent years since we were together, some of my biggest disappointments were. As a wrestling fan, it pains me to say this, but Mick Foley was a disappointment. Why? Because he was really nice, no, no, and he because, actually like sat down and talked with you. No, because for uh, it was very short. It wasn't anything. I always heard stories about how if you met Mick Foley for an autograph signing, he would be there and he would actually be very in touch with you and he was more focused with other people that were like waiting to talk to him than to talk to me and it was very impersonal mm. and I waited I waited so long to meet Mick that to me it was very big disappointment. Um, Doug Bradley. I think he was just tired. He was old. And it's, I don't think he really cares about Hellraiser anymore. I know he doesn't care about Pinhead anymore, but he's at a horror convention. For the Pinhead. For Pinhead. And all of his merchandise has Pinhead's likeness on it. And people don't know him for his other stuff. But I, we waited for him to come back from his lunch break for 45 minutes. And I waited... And waited, and he just... He wasn't rude. He just seemed like he didn't really want... I hate it when the people were there, and they you could feel they don't want to be there. Or they're ashamed of roles they've done. And that's the vibe I got from him, and... Anybody that knows me knows that, like, Hellraiser is one of my favorite franchises. Like, yes, people label me as the Jason guy, but I love... Hellraiser, Pinhead, Clive Barker's work. And that, to me, that was just something that was a disappointment for me. Which is why I am happy with every fiber in my body that the two times that I've met Kane Hodder, he is was not a disappointment. And Kane Hodder was one of the... In 2010 when I met him, and then I believe we met him in... 2016 or 17 he came back and we met him again and he Kane Hodder loves his horror fans they are just everything that he could want and he fully acknowledges that without Jason nobody would know who he was that's true and I love but he was also in uh, Hatcher, right? He, he was Hatchet. in Hatchet. Yeah, he was Hatcher, in, Hatchet, whatever. He was in Hatchet as well, and he was really cool. But aside from, like, like you meet a lot of guests, but then there's people you meet that are just cool as shit to talk to. Like that guy, there's this guy that goes every year to Crypticon, and he's an artist, and he draws these really cool, um, we have pictures we've gotten from him where it's like, a female Cenobite or like a Grim Reaper and every year we talked to him and every year he was just so cool so cordial and he wrote a uh, he, wrote, he wrote and drew a Pumpkinhead graphic novel that takes place after the first film and acknowledges uh, doesn't acknowledge all the other stuff and he was really cool to meet and then there's um, CJ met um, this writer guy and I'll let you go into it because it, it was a good it was good meetings but then 
slight disappointment afterwards. So I met this guy. His name's Matt Shaw. He lives in the UK. Yeah, he lives in the UK. And like, we bought several stuff from him. Like, we bought a novel. We bought some comic books. We have a graphic novel from him too. Whatever. Yeah. It's the same difference. It's a comic book that's dark, right? That's graphic novel. Graphic novel is like you take a bunch of comic books and you put it into a book form. It's a book that's a comic book. So, yeah. Yes. So, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Don't blow my blonde brain. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we met him and we bought a book called The Monster or Monster. And we bought a couple other graphic novels we bought, uh, I think we bought uh, Twisted and Sick Bastards yeah he writes and so he writes Hostel Saw stuff yeah he goes to the deep end of darkness and so I was reading his book called Monster and I got lost in it like I read it until it was done like I don't even know why I was so into it enthralled in it like I could picture everything I'm not going to go into detail about what the story is about. But he's a very dark, sinister writer. If he pushes the boundaries. If you've seen, like, um... Last House on the Left, that uh, type of darkness. Like, uh, like Hostel. If you've seen on that level. It's like Hostel and The Last House on the Left. Mixed together. Yeah. And the reason why it's a disappointment, I'll just say the one line he said to me. He said, and I quote... I never censor my work for anybody. And maybe he wasn't trying to censor his work when he made the movie. But the movie itself of Monster, because I fell in love with this movie, guys. Like, head over heels. It's so fucking disturbing. You don't know who really is the monster. Is it the one that looks like a monster? The one that acts like the monster? Or the chick that's nice, but in the end turns into a monster? Like, who's the real monster here? You're trying to figure that out through the whole book. And so, I got really wrapped up into it. And then, I told and then the movie, because Chucky came to me and was like, 